This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, I hinted at one candidate that I think you like, and that, this is just me reading into your Twitter, really. Uh, I've been reading your tweets lately. Uh, but I, it seems like you like, you like Jerry Rosberg quite a bit. Do you think that they should uh, consider Jerry for, for the head coaching job, possibly? Well, obviously, uh, based on uh, his short body of work, uh, they should talk to him about staying on the team in some capacity. Would he want to remain on the team as a head coach? He might. Because every coach dreams of one day, but not every coach. Let me take that back. Some coaches dream of being a head coach. And Jerry's been in the game for a while and just kind of got his uh, opportunity by default with Hackett being fired. And looking at how the team responded to, you know, the situation and him being the head guy. And I'll say this. There there were were words that there were players who were upset about putting on the pads uh, last week. But Jerry's silent status said, nope. I mean, I don't know where you're getting that information from, but as far as I know, uh, everyone was uh, okay with what was going on and he wanted to see the team in pads. And look, there's a part of me that would like to see Jerry get that opportunity. But once again, we're still talking about, well, who's your OC? So I, I would suggest that no matter who comes in as the head coach, keep him on in some capacity, maybe as a consultant or, or even as a special teams coach. That was kind of his forte when he was with Baltimore for so many years. And we saw a better performance. No, we didn't see a kick to return for a touchdown, but we saw a better performance out of special team. So maybe that's the kind of role uh, to have uh, Jerry Rosberg in uh, when the new coach comes in. A hundred percent, Nick. I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't think he should be considered for the head coaching job. I'm not sure he even wants the head coaching job. He's kind of made that clear uh, that these two weeks he's approaching them Um you know, in a way that's, you know, trying to plant seeds, I think is the words he used, um, you know, for the future. But if I'm Greg Pinner and George Payton, I'm going to Jerry Rosberg at the end of this season and whoever comes in as head coach and saying, hey, here's a blank check to coach our special teams. Because uh, on Sunday, Nick, that's the best special teams performance the Broncos have had in a game, I think, in in several years. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I just... The way that they were able to obviously get a big turnover, that set up a touchdown, you get the block field goal right before the half. The the return game, uh, the first return wasn't great, but uh, the rest of the game, it seemed to to work well. Uh, you know, coverage was really good. So I, 
I don't know, man. He was able to fix the special teams, it seemed, in one week. Uh, imagine what he could do if he's actually the coordinator the entire year. Uh, and, he, and he talked a little bit about what he wants to see out of the special teams unit, uh, you know, these final couple weeks. And so we have some audio here, him talking about uh, the special teams. And also, Nick, I want to get into this a little bit. Talked about Montreal Washington uh, and, and, and sitting him, making him inactive this last week. Uh, here's here's Jerry Rosberg talking about that, and then, then Nick, I want to react to that. Uh, he's a young player, and he needs to take those skill sets and develop fundamentals. I've been working with those returners on the side during the course of this week, as have other coaches, and uh, he improved. He, he made some improvements. Now, the roster just laid out in such a fashion that we wanted a certain set of players up in the entire roster for that game, and his contributions were not as significant as others to me. And I made that call. Nick, what's your reaction to that? Um, and do you think we're going to see Montreal Washington in the final game of the year? Well, that was a definite telling statement from Rosberg when, when you look at Montreal Washington. And he just said, as far as his, his skill set, basically what he was saying to me and what, what, what I interpret was he was just a guy who he felt was just, his specialty was just on special teams. And going into a game of that magnitude against Kansas City, where you were trying to come away with the win, you needed more guys with uh, a, a better repertoire. Because we saw Kendall Henson at the return after Marlon Mack was back there. We saw Jalen Berger running down on special team as well. And th this is where, where, where Jerry Rosberg, he understands this, and I understand this as a guy that cut my teeth in the league. You want guys who have uh, versatility guys who can play both offense, defense, and special teams. And he just felt as though there was a little limitations in Montreal right now because Montreal wasn't really used in the offense as much. And when he was, he was used on these gadget plays that simply didn't work, right? So he wanted to sit Montreal down. And sometimes in that situation, when the coach sits you down, you have a lot of time to reflect. Hopefully, you, you when you start to think about some of the things that transpired over the season, George, you're not getting into your head where you're thinking, okay, that you cannot play this game. And Coach Rosberg was saying he was working with Montreal and the returners on some of the basic fundamentals because it takes a certain mentality to play special teams because Montreal, once again, he was only returning kicks. He wasn't an intricate part of the offense, and he wasn't running down the field on any other special teams. So it was just like, well, we have a guy who can only do one thing but we have other guys on this roster who are hungry, who could do a multitude of things, and that's what he needed. He needed an army going into Kansas City, not just one guy, just with one specialty. Yeah, and you know, Kendall Hinton's obviously the ultimate Swiss Army knife, right? I mean, he can yeah. do he can do everything, uh, and so you got to have him active. And obviously, he was coming off the hamstring injury. But the thing for Montreal, Nick, one, I hope it works out for him because he's a great kid. I mean, obviously, one one of the the best uh, guys in the locker room that I've gotten to know, um, you know, always has an upbeat attitude, uh, always wants to, um, you know, help the team any way he can. You can, you can sense that from him. Um, but I think he has some maturing to do, right? I mean, he's a young guy. Uh, I think he's, he's, he needs some more experience. I think the potential is there, Nick, right? Like he's got like, like Jerry was just saying, he's got the skill set. I think to be a really good player. I mean, we even, saw that back in training camp, right? I mean, he was a standout in training camp, both in special teams and on the offense. I mean, he was the guy that 
it seemed like every day was catching touchdown passes in training camp. So uh, I think that the, the future is still bright for him. Uh, I, I just think that this is a learning experience, right? Being an active, learning from a guy like Jerry Rosberg, who's going to be tough on him, right? I mean, he's not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, obviously, I mean, he benched him. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a good learning experience for him. And I, I think it's, Nick, it, it speaks to, uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I think it speaks to a broader sense of what this team has maybe needed uh, and, and what Jerry Rosberg has maybe brought to this group is sometimes you got to be hard on guys uh, and sometimes you got to do what's best for the team. And I felt like at times under Nathaniel Hackett, um, you know, he, he gave guys the benefit of the doubt. He didn't want to change things up. Uh, he gave those younger guys opportunities over and over and over again. Uh, when sometimes you just have to be uh, the tough guy, right? The the the, the mean coach. I, I don't know if that's the right term uh, to use, but I, I feel like Jerry Rosberg has come in, shaken things up, uh, and kind of been a little bit of a hard ass, Nick. Uh, and I think that's what this team needs. Well, there's nothing wrong with giving the player benefit of the doubt because everyone hits their stride. Uh, when they're ready to. And as a coach, you, you want to see the best in every player, but at times you have to look at where you are as a team. You have to say, well, am I doing the best for this particular player? More importantly, are you doing the best for the entire team? And I, I want to make sure that, you know, no one thinks as though this is kind of an indictment of Montreal Washington and his inability to play in the NFL. No, that's not the case. The kids got skills. We, we, we saw them, but at some point in the season when you see maybe a guy may not be coming along as fast as you would like, and this happens with a lot of rookies, right? We see this all over. This is not just uh, Montreal Washington. It happened to me as well. So that means as though you need to put someone else in there because you have to be fair to a guy like Kendall Henson. You have to be fair to a guy like Jalen Virgil and give them an opportunity to get on the field to show what they can do. And you hope that by doing that, you inspire Montreal to work on the, the weaker parts of his game so he can get back into the lineup. That's how you build competition. But this definitely kind of highlights another issue that was taking uh, place with Nathaniel Hackett and his staff, not being able to identify that, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to bring Montreal along slower than we have, but we have to maximize the players on this team and give them an opportunity. Yeah, I... I, I... It just feels like Nick. I, there, there's some. Sometimes you, you've just got to. I, I don't want to say move on from a guy, but it was clear earlier this year that uh, you needed to give someone else a shot at returning kicks, and, and I think they did. Was it the Carolina game where Jalen Virgil returned one kick and uh, he fumbled on it? Yeah. Uh, so that obviously didn't work. But it was clear that punt returns that they maybe did, they they maybe needed to look at another guy. Uh, and Kendall Hinton again, he's as sure-handed as it comes. It seems. Uh, is he going to, you know, score a touchdown on a punt return? Probably not. Uh, I don't know if he has the speed to do something like that. But he's going to—he's not going to fumble. Uh, he's going to get up field right and get however many yards he can. And he's going to catch the punt when he needs to. That was another problem with Montreal this year, where there's several times where he just let the punt go by him, uh, and it got ended up getting downed, you know, inside the ten or five yard line. Uh, those things can't happen. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, again, it speaks to Jerry Rosberg coming in and shaking things up. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does that in other places, Nick, moving forward, uh, or if that's just a, a special teams thing. I mean, it seemed like he made a couple special teams moves 
but uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see if he makes any other moves in this final. I mean, even the offensive coordinator situation. I mean, it call and plays. He makes that move. Uh, so I, it's been it's been interesting with with uh, Jerry Rosberg so far, Nick. Well, sometimes when uh, I mean, you are in the NFL organization and things are not going well, you have to change things up. Some coaches decide, well, we're going to change up the practice schedule, right? That's a start. But then you have to change up how you are teaching and coaching guys. Because when, when I think about the word coach, that means to teach, your ability to teach. There are a lot of former players who have a world of knowledge about this game, but they don't know how to teach. And that's a huge part of it. Can you identify an issue and can you go in and and coach, coach it up? But we've seen that the practice schedule uh, change, but did it really change the mindset of the players? I I don't think so. And sometimes what you have to do, you don't have to be a coach that yells and swears at a guy. You don't even have to be the mean guy. The idea is that you bring a guy in, you sit him down, you have a heart to heart with him and you're, you're, you're totally honest. Hey, listen, you're not exactly where we thought you would be at this point. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to insert another guy in the lineup to give you some time to develop. And as a player, that's not what you want to hear. But at the end of the day, coaches, coaches are hired to be fired. And we've seen a number of coaches fired here in Denver. And coaches have to make that decision knowing as though your livelihood is on the line. And, yeah, you want to build a rapport with your players, but you want to be honest as well and tell them we're going to do what's in the best interest of the team. If you start to come along and we see you start to develop, then we insert you back into the lineup. But until then, we're going to put this person in because you're trying to win every single stinking game. Nick, you mentioned the practice schedule. I wanted to get your thoughts before we get out of here on them having padded practice last week. Uh, You mentioned it earlier too. If, you know, it sounded like certain guys – might have been upset about it. I think there was a report out there that they were. Then Jerry Rosberg said, no, I didn't hear any anything, anybody complaining about it. Uh, as a former player, what did you think about that? Uh, did you ever roll your eyes at a padded practice during the week that you didn't want? Uh, and uh, do you think guys were actually upset? Well, you know what? It, it was one of those things that was above my pay grade. If the coach said, well, we're going to be on pads, we're in pads. You may not like it depending on at what point of the season it is. But, I mean, you get over it. Once you get out there, you get, you get over it because everyone's wearing pads. It wasn't as though where Curtis Martin wasn't wearing pads and I had to wear pads when I was with the New York Jets. It was like, no, we were all subjected to the same circumstances. We were doing live red zone tackling drills week 17 of the season right before we played the Baltimore Ravens. And, yeah, it, did it seem a little ridiculous? Yeah, it did. But everyone had to do it. So when you think about this team and the level of toughness that they have not displayed, they displayed fight, but the level of toughness wasn't there. This was something I felt what was needed. And then when you look at the issues with the offensive line and being able to block, you, you need to see that because you're going to see that in the game. Now, if this team was performing well and the offensive line was protecting Russell Wilson, no, you don't have to put on pads. But there are certain guys in that locker room, I'm not going to say any names, who they really needed this because I just thought they were just kind of walking around, just happy to be on the team, happy to be collecting checks. But these certain guys that I'm, t- I'm referring to, I will not call them by name. A lot of those guys will not be here next year. So we will see a different look on, on the offensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, I 
I don't know anything about pads, no pads. I know when I was in high school, Nick, and I played football, we did padded practice every day. Uh, so I didn't even realize that that was not a thing. Uh, <laughs> it was part of the world for you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it seemed to work. Uh, they tackled better on defense, it seemed. Uh, they're a little bit more physical on the offensive line, like you said. So, uh, you know, maybe they need to do more padded practice. I think they only get a certain amount during the year. I, I, and I don't think they have any left, Nick. Is that right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't know it was like, okay, well, here is a list of padded practices. So pick and choose which one on the cart that you want to practice. But for me, it was it was part of it sounds like, you know, get off my lawn type of thing. But you have to practice the fundamentals. And then you have to learn how to practice without pads on. So when you go in the game, you are ready to play. But I think there is a certain point where you need to have the pads on. But I guess for a lot of guys, they feel as though it's restrictive and they don't believe that there's a need for it because let's be totally honest, they don't really practice tackling the way that they used to when I play. So you can have the pads on, but you're not really being physical with the guy in front of you. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure Jerry kind of said to them, hey, uh, you guys just lost 51 to 14 and the physicality wasn't great out there. So we're going to have a padded practice. Uh, I think I think it was on Thursday last week. I can't remember. But uh, anyways, interesting stuff. I don't really think it's a big deal. It's another one of those storylines that I think people in the local market have made it a bigger deal than it actually is. Uh, but always interesting, this beat, Nick. So we, have plenty, <laughs> we still have plenty to talk about uh, the rest of this week. Coming up on Thursdays, the Broncos prepare for the Chargers. Uh, so we will get into that on Thursday. Uh, final game of the year, Nick. We still have a lot of coaching search stuff. I'm sure more, you know, rumors and speculation will pop up in the next couple of days. So we'll get into that stuff as well. Uh, but thanks to everyone for for uh, supporting the podcast. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share it, and we will see you guys later this week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.